770 DQ Lafayette, 1420 KPEL Lafayette. Download the free 1033 The Goat app now. Right now. You've got mail and the very latest sports news now. Did he say what I think he said? 1033 The Goat. The rumors are true. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah. I'm thinking I'm back. Dave Schultz and Sports Chat are back. I'm back, baby! I'm back! One change, though. I'm sorry, that deal's now off the table. What? We live in a different world than we did just 30 seconds ago. Instead of waking you up, he's taking you home from work. Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? I'd like that. Talking Cajuns, Tigers, Saints, all of it. I am the father. Buckle up, Acadiana. I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! It's time for Sports Chat with Dave Schultz on 103.3 The Goat. Dave Schultz back on a Tuesday afternoon sports chat, 103.3 The Goat. We are live at Sunbelt Media Days, brought to you by Dwight Andrews Insurance, a division of Hub International and Lafayette Roofing. And we are here with the head coach of the Arkansas State Red Wolves. He is Butch Jones. Butch, year number three. What are you expecting in year number three? Well, I think we've made tremendous progress in our program. In year one, obviously, we weren't very competitive, um, made a commitment to build it through the high school ranks. Year two, uh, we had the lead. In eight out of 12 games going into the fourth quarter, we weren't able to finish and sustain. And uh, so year three, I think we should make remarkable improvement. And excited of where we're at. It's been a lot of growing, a lot of growing and developing. But I like our culture. I like our mindset. I like where our leadership is. We have more distributed leadership in our program than we ever have. But obviously, we're judged by the end result on the field. But uh, I like where we're at with our program, and I like how far we're coming. You've done a really good job recruiting. The problem is when you get the recruiting classes in, it doesn't conflate to wins because, well, those kids aren't on the field yet. And so that, that's, a, that's an issue for all the coaches. Well, we're in a developmental business, and especially in our program, and that's why you have to kind of look at everything and grow and develop and kind of stay the course and methodically build it. And today's world of college football, there's two ways you can go about it. You can try to have you know, an immediate fix with the transfer portal, or you can build it methodically and, and then kind of uh, supplement it a little bit with the portal. And that's what we've made that decision is we'll build it through the high school ranks and then supplement it through the portal. And uh, I, I like, again, our coaches have done a good job. Now it's being able to c continue to grow and develop the young talent we have. Mike Desimo with the UL Raging Cajuns wants to do the same thing. The problem is he's developing the players and then the Power 5 guys come and grab it. How do you either prevent that from happening or go get the guys from the Power 5 teams to come in once the guys you developed move on? Well, that is. That's the challenge that, that every program now has, and that's what we've kind of created with free agency. And uh, then, obviously, if a young man you grow and develop in your program and he decides and he graduates, now he's truly a free agent. And the crazy thing is if you're a graduate, you can leave 
even through training camp, which, you know, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, in our profession, we're able to get our hands around it a little bit. And everything is for the player welfare. I get that. But again, we got to start looking to kind of protect our institutions as well and I know there's something coming down the road but that's the challenge is kind of the way of the world right now and you have to adapt and adjust unfortunately. We're talking to Butch Jones head coach of the Arkansas State Red Wolves on a Tuesday afternoon sports chat 103.3 the GOAT. All right basically college football is like pro football sort of starts and ends with the quarterback. Where are we with the Red Wolves quarterbacking heading into camp? Well, that's a great question, and kind of where we're at right now is we'll go into camps kind of competing to see who, who our quarterback's going to be, and I, I like our three quarterbacks that are vying to be the starter, but it's not just naming the starters. I need all three. We need all three to get better, and uh, it starts with J.T. Strout. Uh, he's a transfer from the University of Tennessee and then was a full-time starter at Colorado, had an unfortunate injury last year. He's back healthy. Uh, Jackson Daly's a young man out of Iowa that uh, we were able to redshirt but played in his four games last year. We're excited about him. And then a true freshman out of North Carolina that was an early enrollee in Jalen Rayner. So I think it's important that we don't rush the situation. We kind of methodically let it happen. But we need all three to continue to grow and constantly get better. So outside of having a, a name starter at the beginning of camp, not when I find out or the fans find out, when do you like to have this you say methodical, but I presume you're going to – someone's got to take the first snaps to begin with, and then, you know, are you waiting until the last week to get game ready? When do you like to have that decision among the coaches? Well, I think it's when somebody comes up and, and takes hold of the job. Uh, you know, you can't rush it. That's why I mean by that is, you know, they're going to grow and develop, and when somebody's ready and kind of somebody kind of separates themselves, that's when you do it. All right, we're here with Butch Jones on a Tuesday afternoon sports chat. 103.3 to go. You, you said you were in the lead in eight out of the 12 games. Is that a, we got to get a little bit better in shape? What, what, is there, a, is there something, was there one crucial mistake? Is there one turnover? What, what do you think led to not being able to finish off the game? Yeah, it's a great question again. And I think it's uh, an answer to a lot of things. I think first of all, it was quality of depth. You know, we didn't have much depth in our program. So, you know, we had a lot of players playing a lot of volume of repetitions and not just on offense or defense, but on special teams as well. I think it's learning how to win. We're a program that's going through that phase right now of really learning how to win and what it takes having nine all-position groups be able to play winning football. I think the other thing in how you win the fourth quarter is you got to be able to possess the football. you got to be able to run the football and stop the run. And in the fourth quarter, we weren't able to do that. Talking to Butch Jones on a Tuesday afternoon sports chat, 103.3 The Goat. Alright, so when you get a job at a big-time program like you had at Tennessee, it's kind of easy to know where the talent is. How long does it take you to get used to when you come down to the Sun Belt? Well, it's... <laughs> You're, you're loaded with a lot of good questions. Um, you know, we've we're got one good one. It's an off-the-field question. Be prepared. It's a fashion statement. All right. Um, you know, your eyes get trained a certain way, uh, but we do have an extensive uh, profile that we're looking for in recruiting and an extensive evaluation system that we go through. But there is a change. There is a change because, you know, I was in the SEC for eight years, so you get used to seeing one way. But usually a good football player, you're going to know he's a good football player, but even so much more than just your competency as a football player, it goes into your character, your competitive character, your 
you're off the field, your character, what's your learnability, what's your retention rate. So many things that in today's world of the portal of NIL, you know, it's do they love football? I think that's the biggest thing is are they willing to be coached and do they love football? If you have an individual like that, you can pretty much, you know, have as good a career as you want as long as you're driven every day. And then even Arkansas has issues recruiting in-state. There's just not as much talent as the surrounding states, whether it be Louisiana or, or Tennessee or Texas. You know, how do you go about recruiting for Arkansas State? Well, it is. Your, your footprint is challenged a little bit, and we have to get the best players in the state of Arkansas. We were able to do that this year. We signed five in-state kids, most of any Division One program, so we took care of home. But then you got to rely on your your relationships that you've established in coaching, whether it's Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, all the surrounding areas. So really, we have about a six to eight hour radius that we recruit from, and then we venture into other parts where we have great relationships. Yeah, that's what Billy Napier said when he took over the Cajuns. He's like, we got a 300 mile radius, and we will be, it'll take a year, but we will be in every high school uh, in Louisiana, and that's how he ends up getting a running back from Jennings to end up going to Florida, because he had a relationship with him have you been into you've been there a couple years now are you have you been into every high school in in arkansas because i'm i gotta guess that some of them are not that easy to get to we have uh every coach on our staff all 10 full-time members have a state have an area in the state of arkansas so yes we've been there for the high school coaches uh, and i think it's all about a relationship and trust so uh, i've been excited about that part of it and then we've had also an extensive camp program of there's nothing more like a live evaluation so our camp program goes hand in hand with recruiting as well all right let's wrap it up here with the head coach of the arkansas state uh, red wolves uh Butch Jones, he's dressed very nice, kind of like going to church. All right, he's got the nice dark suit on. Uh, he's got a nice red tie on. He's got the the black dress shoes on. But my understanding is that you are, let's say, how we would put this, a little bit of a sneakerhead. How many pairs of sneakers do you own? And I'm not telling you my sources, although you could probably guess them. I'm kind of embarrassed to tell you, but you, you, I am a sneakerhead. I love sneakers, and I would say right now I got well over probably 150 pair of sneakers. I'm kind of embarrassed to say that. Do, do you have a preference? Do, did, are you a, do you like a Nike? Are you Air Jordan? Or where do you go with? I'm an off-white Jordan guy, uh, some Yeezys as well. And then you can get into some designer shoes, whether it's Dior, Ferragamo with the dress shoes. So kind of... I. I don't. Uh, I like all kinds of brands as long as they're good-looking shoes. I mean, in this respect, you're keeping up with your players. Well, you have to. I mean, that's the one thing Bear Bryant said back in the day is we get older every single year, but the people we deal with never get older. They say the same age, 17 to 22 years old. He is Butch Jones, head coach of the Arkansas State Red Wolves. Thanks for being a good sport. Best of luck this season, Coach. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. If it's not the goat, then they're full of sheep. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. Need guidance in a legal matter? Turn to the ESPN 1420 legal authority, Glenn Armentor. We all need to understand that workers' comp exists for two reasons. One, to motivate employers to provide the safest possible workplace. And second, to ensure injured workers can provide for themselves and their families if an employer fails to do so. Workers' comp isn't a free ride. It's a right. It's your right. Free legal guidance from the Glenn Armentor Law Corporation. It's easy. Go to ESPN1420.com and click on the legal authority. 
When a workplace accident happens, do identify witnesses. Always report the accident in writing and get qualified legal advice regardless of what your boss says. This message has been brought to you by the ESPN 1420 Legal Authority, Glenn Armentor. For free help with your legal matter, go to ESPN1420.com and click on the Legal Authority. Announcer is a non-attorney paid spokesperson. Your home is the place where you know your loved ones are secure. But the things that keep your home protected can't keep pests at bay. That's where RAID comes in. For 60 years, RAID scientists have worked to protect people around the world with trusted research, ingredients, testing standards, and product efficacy. RAID seeks to create a better future for all, especially the ones you love most. RAID, protection for all. Do you have heart failure and often hear? Those stomach issues ruined your birthday. You're too tired to play catch, Grandpa. Sweetie, you haven't touched your tools since the carpal tunnel syndrome diagnosis. If these seemingly unrelated symptoms sound familiar, talk to your cardiologist. Ask about transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy or ATTRCM, a rare and underdiagnosed disease that gets worse over time. Learn more at connecttoyourheart.com. That's connecttoyourheart.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. Dan Hicks with Paul A. Zinger, welcoming you back to the Healthy Stand Classic. And Zing, she has been absolutely tremendous today, but it all comes down to this shot. It does, Dan, and you couldn't ask for better conditions. 68 degrees, just a slight two-mile-an-hour breeze and a UV index of three. This is absolutely critical. That is right. This direct exposure to midday sun could be increasing her risk to melanoma. It looks like she's making a change. Yeah, she's putting that putter back in the bag. Now let's see what she takes out. Oh, wow. It looks like she's pulling out a 15. I don't know. It looks like she's going with a 30. Strong choice. She's going to want to use the recommended SPF 30 even on a cloudy day. And notice how how she's using broad spectrum sunscreen and a generous amount too incredible that was a masterful performance that was pretty good too stand up to cancer and optum want to help you reduce your risk for cancer visit takeahealthystand.org i'm shinola hampton i support the feeding america network of food banks because they help provide over six billion meals to people in need each year learn more at feedingamerica.org don't let someone get your goat. There's plenty to go around for everyone. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. We are here with Arkansas State senior linebacker Malik Straker. Uh, he's actually Canadian, although he went to high school in western uh, New York. We'll probably get a little, you know, Buffalo Wings uh, questions. How does somebody from Brampton, Ontario, and going to high school, you know, like right next to Niagara Falls, find Jonesboro, Arkansas? Uh, I would say fate and a lot of hard work. <laughs> um, I, th I think it was already, it was predestined. Um, you know, Coach Jones coached my brother at Alabama, um, the closest person, one of the closest people to me, and also coached my cousin, uh, Joshua Palmer, at uh, Tennessee. And then now me at Arkansas State, and honestly, um, I feel like that was kind of fate, and it was destined to happen, um, and that's just how I look at it. All right, so you're from outside of Toronto. All right, so it's about an hour from Buffalo. It's not exactly over the right over the border. So, and you went to high school in in New York. Was that a? Did you move? Did your family move there, or did you just kind of go away to high school? So my parents sacrificed a lot to send me send me to school. They sent me pretty much at a you know private boarding school, and I stayed with a host family there who were really good to me. Um, I love them, and they're they're, they're my family now. Um, 
and it's it was an amazing experience. Um, you got a lot of you know you got a lot of opportunity to grow and mature because you're away from home. You know you're essentially by yourself, um, and it took a lot of growth. It, it, it took a lot. It, it like it needed a lot of growth at the time, and it did. And I'm very grateful for that. I'm disappointed. Where is your accent, A? Eh? I'm not. You can't even tell you're from Toronto, A. Eh? <laughs> I feel like I've been down here long enough now that it might have cleaned up a bit. But have you gotten rid of that? Is that what you used to say? I mean, I still, I still here and then I'll say A, eh, but it's really like with a question. I'll be like, you're going, you're going outside, A, eh? but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, We're talking to uh, Malik uh, Straker, uh, second on the team last year with 81 tackles, eight tackles for loss for the Red Wolves. What were you good at when you came into college football, and what have you improved on? Um, I think I was I was good at uh, getting to the ball. Like my effort and my intensity was always good. I feel like I I always you know I'm a high effort, high intensity type of guy. But it was just cleaning those things up. It, it wasn't you know that it needed to be more directed. It needed to be more detailed and focused. Um, I feel like I was a focused individual, but I needed to focus more so not on the big things, but the small, minute details within the game that allow me to play a little bit faster, a little bit better. So I think those are the things that I've cleaned up a lot, and they still obviously need work day in and day out. Um, but they allowed me to play faster play more physical um and then just overall football intelligence has gone up tremendously i think that uh you know, now that I understand offensive football and offensive scheme a little bit more, it understands it. It gives me uh, opportunities to know what what are my plays to make, um, and then you know sometimes go steal some plays. Um, that's just you know the nature of the game. All right, how big are you? Because you look like a typical linebacker. Yeah. So I'm about five uh, eleven, uh, two fifteen. Um, but um, I really pride myself on working out, working out a lot, and you know you know, making my body like my armor, so. Yeah. All right, a little shorter, but still pretty good size. But then we had somebody in this conference who finished his, his career as the all-time leading NCAA tackler. So, yeah, so Carlton Marshall, do you watch some of his stuff to see? Because, I mean, he can get swallowed up by one of those tackles, but at the same time, or guards, he can duck underneath them. Mm -hmm. So um, before I came before I came in and I, when I was like, you know, I was just studying things and I was looking around and I was like, I see this guy, I'm like, Carlton, I see like Carlton Marshall. And it pops up and, and, and I see like, you know, this guy who's playing, he's pretty undersized, but he's a guy who's just always around the ball and, you, you know, at an NCAA, like, you know, All-American performances all the time. And it wasn't to say that that gave me, you know, any type of like motivation or anything like that. But it was more so just a respect for his game. I have tremendous. And when we played them, I said it to him, like, bro, like, I have respect for your game, bro. That's as simple as that. Respect, and and it was there. So. All right. So in between, we're talking with Malik Straker from Arkansas State. You went to Carleton uh, College in is that Minneapolis? I mean. Again, you've traveled around a lot. It's pretty interesting on, on you know, where, where you've been. Yeah, so that's actually a common uh, misconception that uh, sometimes, uh, you know, a lot of people have gotten it wrong. It's not a big thing, but I went to Carleton University in actual Ottawa, like Canada. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so it was, uh, and which a lot of people get it mixed up, but I went there for one year and then the COVID season happened or COVID year happened. But my main goal and main uh, focus was always to play American Division One football. And um, through a lot, like, like I said, a lot of fate and hard work. Um, it was able to, you know, come into fruition through Coach Jones uh, and the staff's blessing. All right, so I get this whole thing being from up north. They say it's, the humi it's colder in the south when it gets cold because of the humidity. I ain't buying that, right? I mean, have you taught anybody how to scrape the ice off their cars in Jonesboro? Because obviously it does get a little chilly up there. They may get a little ice once in a while, but it is not nearly as cold in Jonesboro as it is in Ontario. But it does. It, it I mean, it has it, it has a few of its days, and um, you know, it's kind of funny that you say that because we've had like a few like ice storms in Jonesboro since I've been right. there, right? And like since then, it was kind of funny because we have one of my teammates, Charles Willick, is he's from Michigan, and like at the time, 
like we were sitting there like talking to the team like hey this is what you got to do hey you know, make sure you put your windshield wipers up when the night before this is going to happen all those little things and it was kind of funny that that happened because it it kind of gave me like remnants of back home no one got the stupid idea of pouring hot water on the windshield right no nah gladly not <laughs> he's malik straker from arkansas state senior linebacker really appreciate your time great job thank you so much for hopping on a tuesday afternoon sports chat best of luck this season thank you so much for having me i appreciate you i get to hold on three two one what's the favorite kind of buffalo wings Ooh, just regular Buffalo wings. Buffalo wings are top tier. I don't think there's anything that's past that. Dave Schultz back on a Tuesday afternoon sports chat uh, at Sunbelt Media Days with Arkansas State's junior safety, Justin uh, Parks. Uh, you had a lot of places that you could have gone um, around the Sunbelt and other places. What made you choose Arkansas State? Really, uh, I was during the COVID period, so, like, the recruitment was, like, you know, I, Arkansas State was the last place I got to visit right then COVID hit that day. They couldn't practice because of COVID spread around. I got an email from my school, my high school, saying that school was shut down for two weeks. Then two weeks turned into six months. Yeah, so right. it was crazy. But Arkansas State, they showed so much love on that visit. You know, I could have went, you know, obviously other places. But I wanted to go somewhere where I was treated, where I was celebrated, not tolerated. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they showed so much love to me. And I didn't want to go somewhere where I didn't visit before I couldn't see campus except on Zoom. You know, anything looked good on Zoom. So it's just like, so that's why I chose A-State. Yeah, you went from Alabama uh, to Jonesboro, Arkansas. What what are some of the pluses of going to Jonesboro? Uh, the pluses is uh, just the people, you know, the connections. You know, you have all these, like, big-time companies like uh, Frito-Lay. You got Walmart up in uh, Bentonville, I want to say. And then you got uh, just other, like, companies that just people, – the people really just invest in a state. So, like, that's really the benefit. All right, you've seen uh, Butch Jones come in. You've seen the change. How has he tried to build this program? Uh, like honestly he does everything for us like he helps us in any way we can we we work hard for him and he does as much provides as much resources he can for us so like just a vision of like we we understand what he's trying to do we understand it's only one way to win that's by hard work and that's what we've been doing this summer is hard work we worked harder than any other summer by far you know what i'm saying i feel like we had the players and the leadership to do to to have us work hard because we did these workouts that we do and two years ago we didn't even have a football team yeah, so let's talk about that. So if you committed, basically, when COVID hit, that's before Butch Jones got there. He got there at the end of that, you know, at the end of 20, uh, and yet he kept you around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I had decommitted, you know, because I wasn't sure whether, where it was going. Of course. Yeah, I wasn't sure where it was going. So, you know, then uh, Coach Jones called me, you know, just that reassurance, you know, and then me, you know, being a big football guy, I knew where he, exactly where he came from, Tennessee. I remember the close game they had against Alabama 1914 when Derrick Cameron was there. Like, I just remember stuff like that. So I knew his teams played hard, and I was like, all right, I want to play for a coach like this. You know, this a plus, you know, so – you guys, why didn't he have a hail mary against Georgia or something yeah, like that? Do we, you guys, watch that video of him jumping around? Right. You just see, you, know, you just see games like that. You just like, oh man, yeah. These teams just play hard. They never out of it. You know what I'm saying? So, so he did mention that. You know, and we're here with Justin Parks, uh, junior safety out of Arkansas State. Uh, that you guys were in ball games and eight out of the twelve ball games in the fourth quarter. What can we do to to finish? Uh, and and pull out victories in 2023. Really, just uh, trusting the process. You know, uh, doing the things you need to do to get the outcome you want. That's what we've been living by this whole summer. You know, and just getting the young guys bought into that. That's the biggest thing. That's what I feel like get us over that hump in those close games. All right, what were you good at when you got into school, and what have you improved in? Uh, I was I was good. At my football intelligence, they were surprised. I was probably the smartest DB in the room as a freshman. But then, like, just improving, like, my speed, 
then my change of direction, like, you know, that's critical for a DB. And then, like, I was pretty good tackler, too. I had a great tackler, but now I just become an even better tackler, sure tackler. That's the that's what I really improved on. Was there something that you said, the turn of the hip, so back in the day I couldn't do a left-handed layup? I've tried to – you got to go off your right leg. And, and then I couldn't do it. And then all of a sudden one day I did it. And the coach goes, Schultz, you did it. I said, I did what? And then I did it again, not even thinking about it. Was there that moment where you're like – I finally got it. It's just like, you know, you come to college, you know, it's that welcome to college moment. You know, you got to guard these real fast receivers. You know, it's just like, you know, you got to, everything just moving so fast. So you got to move fast with it. Like I was moving fast in high school, but at college speed, you just got to get adjusted to it quick or you're going to get left behind, you know, then you got to hit the portal and things like that. So it's like. Well, now when you're saying, you know, welcome to college, those moments are usually not the good moments. Those, those are like, those are like, you're seeing the back of someone's jersey moment. Exactly. Yeah. You have moments and I feel like I'm grateful for those moments because those moments humble you and like you know what I'm saying like you never forget moments like that so that's what that's that internal drive to never let that feeling happen again you know what I'm saying so he's Justin Parks safety from Arkansas State on a Tuesday afternoon sports chat on 103.3 the GOAT thanks so much for stopping by and best of luck this season yes sir I appreciate it thank you so much download the free 103.3 the GOAT app now You've got mail and the very latest sports news now. Did he say what I think he said? 1033 The Goat. At Lofton, we're in the business of matching hard workers with some of the most sought-after employers in the Lafayette area. To Lofton, you're more than just another employee. We care about your interests, and we can help match you with a company that needs your skills. You can complete an application, schedule an interview, and even browse jobs by simply going to lofton.jobs. That's Lofton.jobs. We also offer an unlimited $100 referral bonus. At Lofton, we put people to work. Lofton.jobs. As a dentist, I know what my patients are saying. <laughs> she says her gums have been bleeding. <laughs> Is there anything you can do? Try New Crest Gum Detoxify and Restore. It's professionally designed to start healing gums from day one. Crest. Meet Joe A, Hi. Joe B, Hello. and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with Autosave. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect. Support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Connie Britton, and I want to share with you the experience of Donna in Washington. She writes, I got injured about five years ago. I was let go when, because of the injury, I couldn't keep up with my schedule. I've tried to find other work, but I'm 68 now. No one wants to hire someone that old. This week is tough, though, because I had to get my tooth fixed. So I only have $10 in my checking account. But it will be okay. I at least have food because of this pantry. Millions of people face hunger. Some every day, just like Donna. The Feeding America network of food banks helps provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America. 200 food banks strong. My son Finn was born with congenital heart disease, causing him to spend the first eight months of his life in the hospital. During that time, he endured 10 surgeries, including an open heart surgery. Starlight Children's Foundation has played an important role in my family's life. 
For five weeks when he was a baby, Finn lived in a starlight hero wagon. You could not understand the pure joy of having him go from a hospital bed into his favorite red wagon, especially when he was so little. The support that Starlight provides to families like mine is an integral part of creating happiness at a time when there's very little to be found. Learn more about how the Starlight Children's Foundation brightens the lives of sick kids by visiting starlight.org today. Mess with the goat. You'll get the horns, then the butt. Because that's what goats do. 103.3 The Goat. Schultz back on a Tuesday afternoon sports chat. 103.3 The Goat live at Sunbelt Media Days. Brought to you by Dwight Andrus Insurance, a division of Hub International and Lafayette Roofing. We have the head coach of the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. We call them the Fighting Will Halls. He's the head coach heading into his third year. Coach Will Hall, thanks so much for hopping on. Let, let's back it up before we look forward. How much progress? It's only been two years. And, you know, where do you think the program was when you arrived? And where do you think it is right now? Well, Dave, you know, it's been a tough build. It's been a very rewarding build when you look back and see where we're at now. Where was it when we arrived? We were at 60-something scholarships with 27 kids that were academically ineligible, and we could only sign 13 because 12 of the scholarships had been used the previous year. So uh, we've built that to where we just, for the fourth time in school history, had the best uh, GPA in school history this spring. And uh, we're up to 85 scholarships now. We've gotten our total roster up from about 90 to about 115, which is real college football. So we feel like we're able to manage a real college football schedule from a depth standpoint. And uh, it's a really taxing schedule that we've got this year, but that brings great opportunity. And I think our kids are looking forward to it. Well, Texas State has certainly taken advantage of the whole, you can have as many kids in the, in the class as you want. You just can't go over 85 uh, total. How, how much have you built it over the last couple of years? Have you, do you, have you needed that as well to go over what is generally the 25 per class rule? Well, it's, uh, you know, we did it over a three-year time period. Uh, now, were there some times during that that it was really hard? and uh, we weren't very good because of it, yes. Over the long term, as we go into year three and what's going to be year four and year five and year six, are we going to be better because of it? Yes, also. So um, I, I believe in the way we built it. Uh, it was hard, and it was not short-sighted, and it was built for the long term. It's built to last. So that, that's my answer. It was really hard, but, but I think we're going to start seeing the, the fruits of it here upcoming. We're talking to Will Hall, head coach of the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. All right, let's talk about the quarterback. It's kind of been a little bit of a revolving door on the field and then off the field. You brought some guys in. They left. One was supposed to go to Syracuse, decided not to go to my orange. That's a different story for a different subject. You had another guy transfer out as well. Uh, where are we quarterback-wise heading into, into the fall? Yeah, you know, we inherited a program. Like you said, where did we come from? We had one scholarship quarterback today we got there. And uh, going into year three, we now have six, which is normal in college football, between five and seven. Uh, we had two transfers come in in spring ball, uh, uh, Holman Edwards and Billy Wiles. Uh, Holman is from Houston. Billy is from Clemson. Uh, Billy was committed to us while I was at Tulane. And then uh, Holman is from Mississippi, played at East Central Community College. Both are really talented. Uh, they're accurate. They're tough guys. They're servant leaders. They touch people in the right way. And so uh, they had great springs. From what I hear, they've had great summers. And uh, we'll go into fall camp with those two. 
leaders in the in, in the clubhouse, if you will, to compete. And then Zach Wilkie, who had to play a lot as a true freshman, is right there under them at third. So the best situation we've been in, Dave, you know, I feel like we've got a chance to, uh, to have some good quarterback play this year. All right, so with only one quarterback under scholarship when you first got there, are you taking reps in practice, the former college quarterback that you were? Were you, were you trying to get – guys got to rest his arm? We did. I did. I did have to throw it around some. Not, you know, we just didn't have enough arms to do it. I know that's hard for people to believe, but we were in a we were in a tough state. Yeah. Talking to Will Hall, Southern Miss uh, head coach. All right. How important was it? I asked the players this. You guys win the last two ball games. Kind of an up and down schedule. I mean, I, I would not be shocked if you were taking Rolades right heading into the fourth quarter because you had some up and down games all season long. Um, how important was it to win those last two ball games and uh, win that bowl game in Mobile? It was huge for us to win those last two games. You know, to get back to a bowl game and win a bowl game for the first time since 2016 was uh, huge for our fan base and huge for us. And then what about uh, Frank Gore coming back? <coughs> well, I mean, how that was – I mean, he could have left, maybe gone and got an NIL deal somewhere else. You know, what convinced him to come back, and how important is that to the program for this year? Well, I think he loves Southern Miss. You know, he's on his own track to get graduated and uh, really loves Southern Miss. He graduates in December. And uh, also, he, you know, his legacy matters to him. And, uh, you know, he knows with only one year left, he knows our offense, and that's important for the success of our running back. And uh, he's got a chance to be a Southern Miss legend, and we're excited he's back. All right, so how do you get back? How do, how do you get into the top of the Western uh, Division? You got the returning, uh, you got the defending champ, Troy. Uh, South Alabama is right there. You're very well familiar with the Cajuns. You know they're going to be tough. How, how does, because I think it's those four teams, and then there's a little delineation there. How do you compete with those top contenders? Yeah, you know, it's a highly competitive league uh, with really good coaches. Uh, you know, the Cajuns have been so good for so long, and I got great respect for Mike Dez. And then Troy had a phenomenal year. They're returning a lot. And then South Alabama returns almost everyone with a dynamic quarterback. So <clears throat> the good thing for us is we were in every game in the fourth quarter. With six minutes to go in the fourth quarter in all but one of our games, it was a one-score game. So our kids know that. And uh, with improved offensive play, we feel like if we can score a little bit more and prevent a few more big plays defensively, then we've got a chance to get over the hump and win some of those games. I'm sure you pointed this out, but one of the key points last year was an issue was turning the ball over. And I think – I happen to be watching it doing high school football game, but uh, I think the first play against the Cajuns ended up being an interception, uh, and then you ended up winning that football game. H how have you grown as, as a head coach here uh, at Southern Miss on, on your journey? Yeah, so as far as turnovers go, you know, good quarterback play. The teams with really good quarterbacks usually don't turn the ball over near as much. So we're hoping that's going to help. As far as me, you know, Dave, when I got the job, I'd been a head coach for six years previously at two spots. We had had to turn two programs around that had never won. So I knew and was very convicted in, in how we wanted to do it. I think uh, – was that conviction hard? Was it tested? Yes, we didn't waver. And uh, now that we're getting to year three, I think I feel even stronger about our core values and what I think it takes to win and sustain winning. And uh, so we're in year three, man. It's time to, uh, to time to, to time to really take off now. And I mentioned this to Jay Stanley. I find it interesting because, you know, again, a lot of Cajuns fans are LSU fans in, in Alabama, you know, South Alabama fans, half are Auburn, half Alabama. Uh, but it feels like Ole Miss has their own little kind of fan base, a lot, a lot like Marshall, probably a lot like Georgia Southern, where they're not their 
ambivalent to the Power Five school. How neat is that for you? And then you see what happens when they're hosting Tennessee in a super regional in baseball. Yeah, Southern Miss, that, that's the thing that we draw on. We've got such great history and tradition. We've been to 27 bowl games. We've had over 125 draft picks. Uh, like you said, we were ninth in the nation in baseball attendance. We've got our own real fan base. They're passionate, and uh, it's been there through the years. And uh, that bowl game was incredible for them. Uh, allowed them to stick their chest out a little bit. And uh, I think they believe in how we're doing it. I think it reminds them of how Coach Bauer and Coach Bobby Collins and some of those guys from the past built it. What about the bowl games? Because it feels like, you know, some of the – like I'm not sure that Troy went to a better bowl game than South Alabama. They had a better result for sure. But the, the time of the day and TV, it, it feels like some of the bowls are, are – the lesser teams get to better bowls. How, how, and that's been a problem specifically for the Cajuns is that they keep on going back to the New Orleans Bowl and they can't seem to do any better because that's where they're going to draw the most. How can the Sun Belt, you know, improve – uh, not necessarily winning bowl games because uh, Keith Gill pointed out that they ha don't have an, an issue with that, but um, get to better bowl games. Well, I think, you know, with the college football playoff coming up, that's going to give us an opportunity how it's changing in 24 and 25. But we went to the Linden Tree Bowl in Mobile last year, and our players had a great time. You know, I went to the Cure Bowl and the Armed Forces Bowl when I was at Tulane, and we had a phenomenal time. Uh, I think the Cajuns just won so many games for so long, they just got tired of going to the New Orleans Bowl. I think the New Orleans Bowl was great, uh, and it's a lot of fun, and I hope we – shoot, man, I'm, I'm fine with going this year. You know, it's uh, – I think, you know, just when you win and you do something over and over, sometimes it can get stagnant. You know, some Alabama fans, when they go 12-1, and one, they're not very happy anymore either. You know, 12-1 and one is actually pretty good. So, uh, I like our bowls. I think we got a lot of tie-ins. I know Keith and our, com our commissioner will continue to grow it. And with the college football playoff coming up, I think we've got a great opportunity to, to get into that as well. We'll wrap it up right there. He is Will Hall, the head coach of Southern Miss on a Tuesday afternoon sports chat on 103.3 The Goat. Thanks, Coach. And Best of luck this season. I appreciate you so much, Dave. Always, always good to talk to you. Ernie Johnson and Charles Barkley welcoming you back to Susan's Cubicle here in Accounts Payable. What an afternoon of nonstop bookkeeping action, Charles. Are you kidding me? She Steve set herself a reminder to get out of that chair and move. That's a smart use of a timeout. She's somehow still reading her emails while getting her heart rate up and moving her muscles. Healthy habits that could lower your risk of cancer. Uh-oh, it's Karen from the IT department. This is a wrinkle no one saw coming. She means well, but she just derailed the yoga class down in accounts receivable. There she goes with one of her usual distractions. But Susan just tosses her a no-look way. That's a crazy move. Let's watch that again. She's stretching, and there's the effortless side wave. Susan putting on a clinic. Susan from Accounts Payable, dominated. Just get moving. It helps in the prevention of so many cancers. Stand up to cancer and Optum want to help you reduce your risk for cancer. Visit TakeAHealthyStand.org. Before I was adopted, I felt alone. I felt nervous that I wouldn't have a family. I was getting older and older. I didn't think I was going to get adopted. With help from the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption, Lexi, Connor, and Lashana now have a forever family and the foundation for a bright future. When I was adopted, it was like, wow, I get to settle, and this is permanent. After I was adopted, I felt happy. Adoption changed me for the better. I feel like I can be whoever I want to be. Every child deserves a safe, loving, and permanent home. 
Help the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption find forever families for children who have been lingering in foster care the longest. Learn more at DaveThomasFoundation.org. The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans organization has provided more real-time ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PVA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PVA in fighting for theirs at pva.org. wasn't for goats, we wouldn't have coffee. Look it up. I want to get some coffee. You want some coffee? No, thank you. I'm fine. And the best sports talk in Acadiana. 103.3 The Goat. Goats back at Sunbelt Media Days on 103.3 The Goat on a Tuesday afternoon sports chat uh, powered by Dwight Andrus, Insurance, Division of Hub International, and Lafayette Roofing. We are joined by uh, the Southern Miss crew. First up, senior safety Jay Stanley out of Greenwood, uh, Mississippi, earned all Sunbelt preseason honors from Phil Steele magazine. What's it like when you when you hear that and someone who is as established and as preeminent uh, as Phil Steele? Uh, it's a testament uh, to all the hard work I put in on uh, finally being recognized and just put on that big state. All right, what's it been like? Uh, you came in from Ole Miss. Uh, Will Hall came in from uh, Tulane. You guys have grown together. How have you seen the change in Southern Miss over the last couple of years? I see a big change. Uh, I, I knew some guys before I got here on the team, and they were telling me how different it was. Uh, so I came down here. Me and Coach Hall spent our first year together down here, and I feel like he's building a program towards the right way. Now, one of the things that I'm amazed at, at you know, a lot of Sun Belt teams have to deal with it. They deal with it in Alabama. They deal with it in uh, in Louisiana, right, the, the Power 5 school has the fans, right? So Cajuns fans, a lot of them are LSU fans. Um, Alabama and Auburn, South Alabama fans, they split it 50-50. Feels like Southern Miss has their own little group of fans. They don't worry about Ole Miss and, uh, and Mississippi State as much. And, and you coming in from Ole Miss, did you find that? It finds it's it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool because I know Southern Miss, they always had their own tradition. Um, they always been in their own lane. And I don't feel like they copying nobody else. So I feel like uh, just their tradition has always, always been there. All right, let's talk about Will Hall. All right, so I know him back from the days uh, when he was uh, offensive coordinator. From Louisiana Raging Cage, a little intense, all right, but it feels like he's gone from caffeinated to decaf coffee. Maybe instead of four monsters a day, maybe one. I mean, he felt like it was the end of the world when he lost his first game to South Alabama, all right? I'm not sure what he expected. I'm not sure what others expected. And it feels like he's calmed down a little bit, right? And it feels like the, the, the program has grown a little bit. He's not panicking, and then you guys don't panic. Uh, I feel like um, he's letting the um, guys lead the team now. Uh, he's putting it in the, in the players' hands, um, making sure we have leaders everywhere, and he don't. We won't have to depend on him to always get us hyped or do something for us. We just 
come together as a team and let the leaders do the job. All right, why can't you be the super back? Why you got to leave it up to Frank Gore? Why why you let him take all the, all of the pub? When can you come in and be quarterback? Oh, I, I, I left the old day back in high school. <laughs> Feels like everybody was a quarterback uh, in high school. Uh, but what was that like a couple years ago? You know, you guys were down no quarter. You had no quarterbacks, either COVID or injury. I mean, did Frank Gore just raise his hand? I'll do it. Uh, I pre- I don't know how that conversation went, but I'm pretty thankful for it because it, it, it changed us um, from last year um, putting the Super back in. I think we beat La Tech, then came back and won FIU game. So those two games at the end of the year really built a lot of momentum into last year. And then last year, I feel like it um, built the momentum to this year. So let's talk about the, the last year. It was kind of a roller coaster ride. You won some cl- uh, close ball games, had some huge fourth quarter uh, comebacks, and maybe the schedule got you a little bit. You lost three in a row, and then you win the last two ball games. One to get bowl eligible, and then you go into Mobile uh, and you win that ball game. How much? How important was that one to have that good feeling to come back into this season? Also, Frank Gore kind of announced he was coming back. That's got to be hugely. Uh, it's huge for our team, Frank coming back. Uh, I feel like he's the best running back in the Sun Belt. So I feel like uh, just us pressing against him. Uh, it just bring make us a better team, a better defense. And um, can you repeat the other the other part of the question? You know, ha- taking the momentum in from from winning the bowl game. Uh, the momentum is great. Uh, I feel like that that boosted us um, into this year with training, and just f- we feel like we could believe, and we feel like we can win every game we um, put ourselves into. We just got to finish in the fourth quarter. Like a lot of games came down to the fourth quarter. We could have won, we could have lost, but I feel like this year we put more work in. Uh, we're more disciplined. We're more um, technique sound, we're more of a team. So I feel like they will bring us together in the fourth quarter instead of pulling us apart. All right, I'm going to ask this to all the players here. Jay Stanley, safety from Southern Miss. What were you good at when you came in, and what do you think you've improved at uh, since you've been in college? I've always been a good football player, but I feel like my leadership uh, and just me being a better player and a better leader uh, without even talking has uh, has been better. Uh, I feel like. I just I lead by example. I ain't got to do too much talking. I just show guys that if you put in hard work, uh, it will pay off. Nice. Jay Stanley, safety, senior safety for Southern Miss, joining us on a Tuesday afternoon sports chat, 103.3 to go. Thanks so much. No problem. Thank you for having me. Dave Schultz back on a Tuesday afternoon sports chat, 103.3. The GOAT, we're talking with the Southern Miss guys, Cole Cavalla, tight end out of Slidell, Louisiana. Preseason all sun belt by Phil Steele. What does that mean to you? Man, it's an honor because I came in as a walk-on, so to be honored by Phil Steele, you know, it's it's a tremendous accomplishment. How have you seen uh, the Southern Miss program grow? Well, it's my six years, so I've seen it grow <laughs> quite quite a bit. You know, it, uh, I've had three head coaches throughout throughout my years here, and we finally got you know the base structure strong with Coach Hall, and honestly, it's been it's been so much fun to play with him. You know. Uh, football really wasn't as much fun as it was freshman year, sophomore year, and then Coach Hall came and really, really brought fresh legs to me, which it's been it's been really fun. Well, it's incredible just getting to Mobile, right? South Alabama goes into goes into Hattiesburg, beats Southern Miss, and the head coach quits. That's crazy. Yeah, South Alabama's been having our number for the past couple of years. So I mean, I mean, man, yeah, that year was a roller coaster ride. We had three different head coaches. I mean, everyone knows half the team quit on us. We had like forty scholarship players. So. I mean, that really, that year, I mean, honestly, surprisingly, it was fun because, I mean, you know who you had in your corner to the following year, really. So it was it was definitely different. So. Talking with Cole Cavallo, uh, tight end from Southern Miss, you're really taking advantage of that whole student-athlete type of deal. Are we getting a, a master's, a Ph.D., an M.D.? Are you going to be Dr. Cole Cavallo when you're done with this? And if you're not, why not? I graduated in the spring with my finance degree, and I'm working towards my uh, master's in business now. 
I'm not getting a doctorate. I'm, that's way too much schooling for me. But, yeah, I'm definitely taking advantage of the six years that I've had here. All right, so I feel like the power from the Sun Belt has shifted a little bit from the east to the west. A lot of that has to do with Troy uh, winning it. But all of a sudden, South Alabama is there. We'll see where the Cajuns are. And it feels like the Fighting Will Halls are right in the mix. What can you guys do to, to get in that, take that next level uh, to compete with the top of the division? Well, it's definitely, I mean, I feel like our division is really most they're really balanced honestly because south al and troy y'all i mean they had a really close game we had a really close game with south al i mean troy i mean kind of got away from us late but i mean the power balance in our division is very very close it's just that small edge in the fourth quarter it's where you have to finish and this year i mean we finally got stability at the quarterback area so i believe that'll help us a tremendous amount uh defense is always gonna be solid like it has been the past few years so it's it's gonna be interesting to see this year all right, as, no, as most people know, I'm a big fan of the tight end. What can we do to convince Coach Will Hall to target you eight to ten times a game? Because the, the tight end is the biggest mismatch. You're usually faster than the linebackers, and with all due respect to Jay Stanley, bigger than the safeties. You know, so so how, how, do, we, how do we get you more targets, and what can I do to help with that process? Well, surprisingly, Coach Hall loves tight ends. Every, everywhere he's been, he's always loved throwing the tight ends. We just haven't had, you know, that solid stability at quarterback, you know, Frank Gore with the sewer back and stuff. So really having that stability at quarterback is going to help us a lot this year. I mean, really just throwing the ball around everyone. I mean, if you're open, the quarterback's going to throw it to you. So that's, that's really it. Just be open and be ready to catch the ball. All right, let's wrap it up here with tight end Cole Cavallo. We'll ask the same question as we did, Jay. Uh, how much did winning the last two ball games, getting bowl eligible and then winning the bowl game uh, in Mobile mean for this coming season? Just establishing the, you know, the winning tradition. I mean, Southern Miss has always been a very, very, you know, traditionally winning school. So, I mean, just getting back to that, it's really a step forward, you know, going to Coach Hall's year three. Um, we're definitely ready to take that, that jump. We're a player-led program now. He's really given us the reins to have more, you know, leeway of hearing our voice. So that's definitely going to help this year. He's tight end Cole Cavallo from Southern Miss on a Tuesday afternoon sports chat, 103.3 The Goat. Thanks so much, and best of luck this season. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. All right, that was a full slate of interviews. We will save uh, Texas State for tomorrow, G.J. Kinney and uh, Tory Spears and uh, Nash Jones. All right, good show. I guess the big news there, Lyndon, is that Ben Wolders has been completely cleared for the Raging Cajuns. That's huge. I thought we were going to have, you know, a month of hemming and hawing and who's going to be the starting quarterback. But apparently if Ben Wolders is healthy, he's going to be the guy. That's what it seems, man. And, you know, got that, got that little nugget on sports chat today. How about that? All right. So that's good stuff. Uh, I presume it's elsewhere, but we'll see uh, when I look up. We will post that here momentarily any other takes from this i mean sometimes you got some honest i like tory spears you know we got some honesty like you know what was your biggest strength he's like i wasn't any good i was a walk-on at iowa state i've just gotten better since i've started playing more uh could not it's unbelievable that someone he is six four over 200 pounds could not get a a look at any group of five school i guess he was uh injured um i did not realize there was two marcus spears <laughs> To Marcus Spears, he's related to both Marcus Spears, and that means he's got to be related to Mark Spears, right? Mm-hmm. You would assume. Well, Mark Spears, is it Mark Spears and Marcus Spears? Are they cousins or are they brothers? I think they're cousins. Let me look this up. The writer from, from ESPN and Marcus Spears, also on ESPN. Tory is, Kansas City is the son of the Kansas City Chiefs, Marcus Spears. 
Marcus Spears from ESPN is the Dallas Cowboys. Marcus Spears. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mark Spears is Marcus Spears' cousin. His cousin. So, yeah. So, he's related to him as well. So, uh, so yeah. So, the big news. And then who do we got? We got you know, Arkansas State's got competition. I'm not sure if Southern Miss has competition. They have some competition. South Alabama does not have competition. ULM does not have a competition. Uh, so a lot of these coaches, it'd be interesting to know, right? Because, I mean, South Alabama has, I mean, they're basically working on the two deep. Linden, right? They have, I, I'm sure they have 20 of their 22 starters, barring injuries, entering into camp. And they got to find one wide receiver in one corner. That's it. Yeah, that's wild. That is wild. In, in the day of the transfer portal? Yeah, to say you couldn't find anybody. Right? And that they lost anybody and that, you know, they, they, they lost one edge rusher and he should have stayed. <laughs> he made a mistake by leaving. So I, again, I'll be really surprised if South, if South Alabama does not have a, something went terribly wrong if they did not have a good year, if they regressed for it. Right. I mean, it was mentioned. I think Des mentioned it. They went five and one in one possession games. Probably. I don't know if he's only talking about the Sun Belt, Right. But the, the Troy game was a one-possession game, and the UCLA game was a one-possession game. So they lost two ball games in one possession, but they also won. You know, this, the the Raging Cajuns game was a one-possession game, right? The Georgia's, well, I don't know if the Georgia Southern game was, but the uh, Southern Miss game was a one-possession game. So they won a bunch of one-possession games. You know, do you, does that bad bounce, does that bad break, does the bad call go against you as maybe they did not get some calls that went against them last year, right? And they got masculated against Western Kentucky. That was, I, I've never seen in two years, even though they lost, I've never seen even Tennessee, right, that they were outmatched and outcoached. When you're, when you're out, outmanned against Tennessee, you can see that, right? What can you do about that? But Western Kentucky is on the level of, of South Alabama, and they were flat-out embarrassed. So we'll see if they bounce back from that. Um, you know, Tulane's got to have something to prove, although they do have, you know, uh, Ole Miss coming in the next game. And then South Alabama's got Southeastern, and then they go to Oklahoma State. And again, you know, before the end of September, they could be a top 20 football team, right? I, you know, Ken Womack was saying, you know, look, we're not used to going to bowl games. We don't go to bowl games. So that's not something that we're used to, so we have to build on that. Uh, if Mike Desimo has a healthy quarterback and Ben Wolders is raring to go, that is one less thing he has to worry about, right? Now he's going to see that offensive line. Now he's going to look at the wide receivers. Now he's going to find out who's rushing the passer. Who's going to be the linebackers next to KCOSI? You know, who are the corners? Let's work on that too deep. If I, if I have to worry about the quarterback, then that, that, everything else stems from that. Whereas if I don't have to worry about the quarterback... I could be I concern myself with everybody else, which I think is big for the Raging Cages. Huge, huge. Something it's something that just uh broke like an hour ago while you were while we were going through our interviews. Senators Joe Manchin and Tommy Tuberville released their bipartisan NIL bill. Did I you, saw that. Did you see how it said that the bill would prohibit athletes from entering the portal in their first three years of eligibility? Good luck with that. Yeah, that's not passing. <laughs> well they'll just take that out, but if that's the only thing, you could take that out. True. 
It also so, requires agents and collectives to register. There's a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know about Mansion, but Tommy Tuberville, he's the coach, right? He he doesn't want the kids to have any power. Mm-hmm. You know, even, even was it Jim Phillips, the ACC, you know, commissioner, you know, pleading that the that the students are, you know, they're athletes and not employees. All right. Well, how do you get your money there, Phillips? Where's your money coming from? Just wondering. Oh, those TV deals that the student athletes are playing for. Yep. Those deals. Yeah. That's kind of tough to deal with when, when, you know, you're a little phony uh, like that. So, uh, that's a fair point. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's very difficult to to take people seriously there when they're just fighting against what's coming, right, and what's already started. All right, again, that was a tremendous show. Thanks to all the uh, the head coaches uh, that hopped on today. Will Hall from Southern Miss, Butch Jones from Arkansas State. We had Terry Bowden, John Summerall from Troy, Kay Womack from South Alabama, of course, the Raging Cajuns, Mike Desimo, plus Neil Johnson and Casey Osai. Uh, and tomorrow we will do the East, plus G.J. Kinney from Texas State. Thanks to Lyndon Burton for uh, holding down the fort at our palatial studios at Sports Radio 105.5. I'm sorry, 103.3, the GOAT. I caught myself. Caught yeah. myself. All right. Thanks to Lafayette Roofing and Dwight Andrus Insurance. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of Sports Chat on 103.3 The Goat. DQ presents Picture This. Picture your favorite blizzard treat, but this one is being held by someone very special. RE, our Children's Miracle Network Hospital's champion. Hi! Miracle Treat Day is Thursday, July 27th. One dollar or more of each blizzard treat sold at participating locations benefits your local children's hospital and kids like Ari. So treat yourself in the most meaningful way. Support kids like me on Miracle Treat Day, Thursday, July 27th. DQ. Happy tastes good. Now. Now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas. Loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do. So great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. Welcome to now. Texting enrolls you in recurring automated marketing text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. <sighs> Leaving for the gym so early? I'm ready to go. Since you started taking Nugenics Total Tea, you've been acting like when we met in our 20s. I feel like myself again. Lower testosterone after turning 40 slowed me down. Nugenics Total Tea has been a game changer for me. What is it about Nugenics Total Tea that's different? Well, it's a patented key ingredient called Testofen. It boosts free and total testosterone to help you get back the drive and energy from your youth. It's backed by five clinical studies. I've seen the huge difference it's made for you in the gym, at work, and in the bedroom. I'm so glad I sent them a text for my complimentary bottle. Text ROCK to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. Nugenics is the number one selling testosterone boosting brand at GNC and Walmart. Do it now and we'll also send you a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, our newest, most powerful fat burner ever. Absolutely free. Text ROCK to 321321. That's ROCK to 321321. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double arm kid carry. Looks like dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, 
but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. 1033 The Goat. Yeah, that's the one. K277DQ Land.